0: Good morning, Nicholas Bornells of Capitalink. I'm uh, really delighted and honored to welcome you. It's 8.30 in the morning and we have a relatively packed room already. Uh, so I'm delighted and honored that we are hosting this event again. Uh, I think uh, we have an amazing agenda and I'm so proud that uh, within the London International Shipping Week that it's such an important global event, uh, our agenda stands uh, quite uh, high. So without any further delay, Uh, I'd like to thank all the sponsors for making this event uh, possible. I'd like to also start with uh, uh, Tom Attenborough of the uh, London Stock Exchange. Uh, I was very honored to be invited to the opening bell yesterday, and it reminded me that this partnership that we have goes back 15 years. We have been hosting this event for so long, and we started at the London Stock Exchange, and then, you know, uh, We we have, uh, well, not really, but, so I would invite him to the podium. Again, thank you to all the sponsors, uh, and thank you for the partnership. Right.
1: Um, Good morning, everyone. It's an absolute delight to be here, Um, and uh, once again, supporting Nicholas and and Capital Inc. In... um, uh, what's always, I think, for the London Stock Exchange an important sort of date in the diary and, and London International Shipping Week, and as I said to those who joined the market open yesterday, the linkages between uh, the shipping industry, London as a maritime centre, and the capital markets and the success and growth of the, of the financial markets are very, very deeply intertwined, and we're doing everything we can at the London Stock Exchange to continue to sort of build on that history, build on that platform, and increase the vibrancy of our markets. I wanted to um, start off by um, reflecting a little bit that, yes, I'm part of the London Stock Exchange. I head the international listings business at London. Um, But uh, LSEG, LSEG, um, is a business that is now a $50 billion uh, market cap business listed on the London um, Stock Exchange, of course. Um, But we are a very diversified, huge financial market infrastructure group. Some of you may have seen the recent branding campaign. If any of you came in through london bridge or waterloo or victoria there are billboards everywhere at the moment i think trying to remind people that we're not just an exchange but we are you know one of the world's leaders in data and analytics in risk management and clearing Um, and of course in our in our capital markets business in which um, in which i sit back to the london stock exchange itself and activity on market look it's it's not been the easiest time um, for any um, public markets i think around the world given some of the Uh, the macro backdrop that we faced. Um, But London, I think, continues to absolutely hold its own um, in what's an increasingly uh, competitive market. So we've seen about $18 billion raised in the London market year to date. It's been quite slow compared to, of course, the the volumes that we saw back in in, in 2021. Um, But that puts us um, about double the amount of equity raised in the London market than our closest European peer and puts us about where you'd expect us as being the busiest market globally globally. Outside of um, the U.S. markets and Greater China, many of you will be sort of familiar, and um, you know, with this chart. It's not all happy reading, um, and of course, the, the, the capital raising environment for the maritime sector has been uh, has been somewhat challenged over the last um, over the last couple of years. The dark blue bars being, you know, IPOs; um, the um, sort of paler blue being um, being further issues. And I think, you know. Even in market conditions where I- investors are very much risk-off and you see IPO volumes go down, you'd expect sort of further issuances in more normalised market conditions to continue to be uh, driving on. It's been quieter um, in, even in, in those scenarios. I personally am a natural-born optimist. Um, maybe that's 15 years of being an ECM banker that, that uh, got into me. But uh, you know, I, I sort of look at the, the world at the moment and you look at where interest rates are, um, you look at the ease of uh, attaining bank financing, and you say, you know, in, in that environment and over the coming years, capital markets have got to play their role um, in sort of stepping up and helping uh, finance what's an absolutely critical um, sector. That said, and I'm not going to test your eyesight, and by the way, very happy to send these slides to anyone who um, wants them, but um, it's not been a totally sort of dead market either. We've seen 40 offerings since 2018 across the broader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sector raising close to 5 billion. Some of those are are down the right-hand side, including um, you know uh, Some some sort of significant IPOs and innovative structures in terms of the likes of Tufton Oceanic, Taylor Maritime uh, That have listed through fund structures on London and continue to scale up um, You know, which is exactly what we want companies to do on the London market You know, continue to use that market to to grow and and fund further um, organic and acquisitive growth um, we've got a pretty um, significant shipping-related ecosystem on the London market. You know already. I think um, you know, of course, I, th- I think of London as a uh, not just a sort of financial hub, but but in in relation to this sector, very much a core um, centre for everything maritime. In, in, in a sense, you know, it's been the home of, of so much in and around shipping. It's the centre of you know the underwriting business, etc. Um, and so whether it's sort of operators, uh, you know, traders, um, you know, advisory, um, uh, re- sort of research analysts, investors that congregate around the London market, I think, you know, London has a, a huge amount um, to, to offer. Um, a number of very significant companies there um, that have uh, been on the London market for a while, the sort of Braemars, the Clarksons, the James Fishers of the world, which continue to, uh, to, to thrive. And importantly, in the bottom half of the screen, if you can't read it, it just highlights some of the M&A activity um, that um, has occurred, I think, with the London market again. Uh, companies on our market using paper uh, to continue to acquire, grow um, and, and scale. And that's what we want to continue to, to, to build on. A couple of recent examples. I mentioned Taylor Maritime. It's, it's one of the, 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 the funds that I think has listed in the last couple of years. Uh, raised good money, been able to access you know, further capital. Uh, you know, use the London market to, uh, as a base from which to to acquire, um, as well. Obviously, having um, bought you know Grindrod um, relatively recently, and uh, you know we're aware of a number of sort of fund type structures. Again, look at the London market as an efficient way of tapping into both institutional and and retail capital. Um, outside of the the pure. Uh, shipping and operating sector we were really delighted to host the IPO of uh, Windwood and great to see uh, Irit and, and team here in the audience today um, very exciting business for those of you who don't know Windwood it's a SaaS software business uh, in and around um, sort of sanctions compliance a service provider to the shipping industry uh, which listed on our aim market at London's growth market um, and uh, uh, has continued uh, to perform uh, very well operationally on the London market and in fact um, quite recently uh, announced a partnership with London Stock Exchange Group's data business to embed um, Windwood's um, proposition into the broader shipping data that you can see if you are a workspace or icon uh, terminal user, um, which is uh, obviously a big part of our group um, business. And I'll come back to, to that in a second. But just thinking about sort of vibrancy of capital markets overall, um, I think uh, you know, whilst we can't control necessarily um, the macro environment uh, or investor sentiment, what we can do is make sure that our, our house is in is in order, and that we continue to fight as an exchange for London being as competitive a landscape as you can um, uh, get for for raising capital. And so, as many of you will be aware. You know we're in the middle, I would say, of a process of a sort of once-in-30-year shift in our entire um, sort of listing regime. Um, that's how the FCA have described it, by the way, a sort of once-in-a-generation uh, shift. We've already seen a number of those changes come through in terms of uh, ability to list dual-class shares in London, lower, lowering the free float requirements on the main market from 25% to 10%. And there are a whole range of things that are going to be enacted later this year as a result of the FCA's second primary markets effectiveness review, which will mean sort of collapsing the premium and standard segments on our main markets to one single segment, making it uh, the requirements easier to get on that segment, but also, importantly, I think, for this sector, um, making some of the requirements as a listed business a bit more straightforward around related party transactions and and their approvals around the significant transactions regime and, again, um, engagement with shareholders. So... um, I think that will be uh, an important sort of shot in the arm from a regulatory side uh, for the London market as we uh, complete this year. That's not the only thing that we're doing on the sort of supply side, if you like, making markets um, uh, even more uh, you know, straightforward and easy to access, but we're doing a lot of work on the demand side as well, um, working with uh, you know, government around some of the uh, sort of pension fund reform that we expect to see further news of, announced in the Mansion House speech uh, over the summer. Um, We expect to hear further details of that in the Chancellor's um, autumn statement in in November and around quantity of equity research in the London market, for example. Again, feeding into the sort of vibrancy of the London market. So a lot going on to try and make uh, the London market easier to access. Outside of the sort of regulatory side, um, we continue to innovate in a number of areas. We've done a really exciting transaction with uh, Microsoft, which has seen... Uh, them being a 4% shareholder. I think that, um, uh, and you'll have seen some of the press uh, around what that means for our sort of, whole digital assets and digital infrastructure um, uh, capabilities that we're uh, kicking off a very important um, you know, work stream around. Um, we're doing a lot of work with retail investors. We took a stake in primary bids to try and make individual investor ability to access um, uh, public markets transactions much, much more straightforward. Um, our issuer services platform is going from strength to strength. And we're also doing a lot of um, work in the private markets as well. Um, I think um, one of the things that we uh, have sort of, you know, we stepped back a couple of years ago in terms of our broader strategy on what we need to be doing as a stock exchange and say, well, at the end of the day, what, a stock exchange is really a venue where people who need capital meet people who have it with something in the middle that makes them trust each other. And why constrain yourself with the listed environment when actually, with your position in the ecosystem, you really should be able to support companies at an earlier stage in their life cycle. So we've taken a stake in a business called Flow, um, which on the left-hand side is also private markets uh, strategy, um, where we've already had now um, uh, five or six companies that have raised... Uh, capital on that platform, sort of Series A, B-type levels, all less than sort of $10 million in, in capital raise. But again, just showing what can be done to support earlier-stage companies just d- execute their private placements in a, in a more straightforward way on an LSEG-run uh, platform. And then in the middle, we're really excited next year to be launching an inter- intermittent trading venue which sort of sits between public and private markets where it allows companies to be private but then every six months, every quarter to, to run an auction to help secondary shareholders, early stage investors get access to some liquidity at a point before they're perhaps ready to do uh, an IPO itself. So some exciting things going on in terms of our um, sort of funding continuum. And then I wanted to come back really just to say, well, we're not just a stock exchange. We're not just trying to um, you know, continue to make our, our capital markets as vibrant as we can, but we're Trying to do everything else from a data and analytics side to provide, um, you know, investors, uh, you know, operators, issuers, with the best in class, um, you know, data that we can on the sector. And I know that in the shipping markets, you know, historically Reuters for many many decades has had a, a preeminent um, data set in a, in and around shipping, whether it's sort of tracking, sh- uh, you know, ships, analysis of those ships, ports data, etc., and all of that um, is now. Um, uh, available through the merger of sort of Reuters with Thomson Reuters, that then became Refinitiv and is now LSEG's data and analytics business. That's all now part of of the group. Um, and uh, if you're not aware of of the uh, sort of uh, if you sort of go onto a workspace terminal and type shipping, you'll get a feel for the wealth of data that now exists there uh, for all sorts of market pra- practitioners. Be you a trader or an operator um, um, that. Um, is operating there so um, that uh, continues to go from strength to strength and this um, is a, an example of I think one of the innovations of taking a listed company uh, in Winwood uh, that joined our market and provides a fantastic product that we've worked with our, our data analytics team to now embed within that data offering so fantastic sort of map functionality you can track vessels all around the world with a, a view in particular of course in the current sort of geopolitical climate of ensuring uh, you know sanctions compliance, uh, and that uh, who you, uh, who you think you 're dealing with is, is someone you should be dealing with um, so I- exciting sort of news and, and, and developments there, and that uh, data set goes from strength to strength and I think uh, some of my LSEG data and analytics, data and analytics colleagues are here today. it here from windward if that 's of interest, and uh, we 'll be delighted to sort of focus on, on on that with any of you here today that are interested and there 's a convenient uh, sort of email address shipping at lseg.com uh, in particular for um, anyone interested in, in the data side and having those conversations. Um, I think I'm probably around about out of time Nicholas but that, that was a bit of a whistle stop tour um, but but really just to say it's an important sector for us um, you know be it um, our public market um, access and vibrancy um, or be it other things we're trying to do in the sector and um, we look forward to you know, building on that partnership with, with many of you here in the room, Shipping Week is always an exciting, uh, an, an adrenaline-fuelled rush around you know, hundreds of different events in the week. Uh, very much hope to uh, talk to you either sort of later today or at other events uh, during the course of uh, London International Shipping Week. And uh, thank you, Nicholas, for your partnership and uh, great to be here. Thank you.